Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has addressed Ukraine's parliament. He echoed the words of Britain's wartime leader Winston Churchill in describing Ukraine's resistance to the Russian invasion. This is Ukraine's finest hour that will be remembered and recounted for generations to come. Your children and your grandchildren will say that Ukrainians taught the world that the brute force of an aggressor counts for nothing against the moral force of a people determined to be free. Boris Johnson also said Ukraine would win the war and would once again be free as he set out details for further military aid. Our correspondent Ben Brown reports from the capital, Kiev. The UK government's latest package of support for Ukraine includes electronic warfare equipment and 13 armoured vehicles to rescue civilians from besieged areas. More from our security correspondent, Frank Gardner. The UK, I think, has been right out in the forefront of Western nations in supporting Ukraine. It's not the biggest donor of military aid, that's the US, but it's been probably the most forthright amongst all the European nations. Speaking after the UK's decision to reopen its embassy in Kiev, the British ambassador to Ukraine, Melinda Simmons, said the Ukrainian people would not give up. I think that many people will not have appreciated, because so few people really understood Ukraine before this invasion, just how determined they are and just how existentially they view this attack. So they have all the determination um, that it's needed and all the focus that is needed to do this. Meanwhile, the French president's office says Emmanuel Macron and Vladimir Putin have held their first telephone talks in more than a month. It follows reports that Russian forces have fired rockets at the Azov-style steelworks in Ukraine's Mariupol, from where the United Nations and Red Cross hope to evacuate more civilians. The first people to leave the plant since Russian forces blockaded it two weeks ago have now arrived at an evacuation centre in the city of Zaporizhia. The BBC's Joe Inwood is in the western city of Lviv. Their destination is a Ukrainian city itself in the Kremlin's sights. But for the hundred or so people who have spent weeks underground and in increasingly desperate conditions, Zaporizhia should offer some relief. This woman who lived in Mariupol says her home has been destroyed by weeks of Russian shelling. You wake up in the morning and you cry. You cry in the evening. I don't know where to go at all. I am alone. Imagine everything is destroyed. Everything is broken. Where should the people go now? Elsewhere, Ukrainian troops are digging in around Mykolaiv, southern Ukraine, while civilians there endure daily Russian attacks. The BBC's Abdu Jalil Abdurasilov has been with the Ukrainian army in the Mykolaiv region near the front line. If we choose an image that captures the war in Ukraine, this could be it. Oleg, a Ukrainian soldier, playing piano in a destroyed school near the front line. We are in what used to be a music classroom. Its windows are shattered and curtains flap in the wind. The room next door was hit by a rocket. Its front wall is missing and the floor turned into rubble. For Oleg, this is a welcome break from explosions and artillery fire he hears every day. He describes the situation at the front line. 
There is shooting here every day, starting from early morning till late night, any time. They shoot at us every day. There hasn't been a day when they didn't shell us with artillery or rocket launchers. And European Union countries have put up a united front in their opposition to the Russian war in Ukraine. But one topic they disagree on is the question of Russian oil and gas. Some EU countries are more dependent on energy imports from Russia than others. Our correspondent Bethany Bell is in Vienna. The EU is working on this sixth package of sanctions against Russia and that, we understand, includes a proposed oil embargo But in order to get that through, this would be a phased-in embargo on Russian oil and that there could be exemptions or a longer period for countries like Hungary and Slovakia to join in. Those are the latest developments on day 69 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.